uh, what it is, fellas. You all hear me? Yeah. yeah okay, good, cool, baby. cool. So what happened? An Indian guy in a treadmill? This sounds good. Oh, yeah. You know, I'm at the gym today. Uh, Join.freeec3.com for your custom nutrition and training programs. Don't forget, use the code CYN for 20% off. But, uh, you know, I just saw your yes, smile sir. on the newsroom. And I'm like, and I started laughing. And then, you know, a man on the treadmill who was of Indian descent, you know, looked over. He goes, what's so funny, man? And I'm like, that's my buddy right there on your screen. He goes in. I'm like, yeah, he's a champion. I'm like, I know. Well, you're you're a champion too. <laughs> well, April seventh, I will be. Yes, correct at uh, NWA three one two when I take on Scion for the national championship. You know that that's uh, that's going to be interesting. Truly, it's gonna get weird. It's going to get weird, but uh, as you said, uh, it's your narrative. I, I personally don't have an issue because when we first uh, started working with uh, when I started working with Idol Management. Uh, all three members, uh, Jeezy, Jordan, and Marseille, which, by the way, has anyone seen Marseille lately? I haven't seen him in forever. Um, they all challenged me for the world television title. I had to fight them all. Uh, and, uh, but that's how our, we're like a pride of lions, you know? Strongest survive. You know, you want to be the top guy, you know, you makes no sense. I never understood that when guys would be offended, you know, like when they're in a faction, you know, the whole Flair Luger thing or Triple H and Batista. It's like, if it's your crew and if you're not the top dog, then you shouldn't be him. It should yeah, be your buddy. Time, like, you know, iron iron sharpens iron, right? Yeah. So, I mean, you, you might as well be, you know, scrapping with the best of the best because we are the best of the best. And if we're the best of the best, we should fight the best of the best. And that's us. Yeah. Like this, it just, people get, oh, wow. So, you know, it, you don't, like I said, we had a scrimmage, although, you know what? Um, you kind of, you, you, you guys well, mess with the kid a little bit, but I, I get it. He made, you know. You know. You know, you're going to, well, I, I call it more of a hazing. It was a more of a hazing, but it was still a scrimmage. A healthy, friendly scrimmage. scrimmage you know, yeah, that's fine. Like I said, it's not getting ugly. It's not that type of party. Sorry. Uh, we're not dysfunctional. We're grown ass men. And that's how we handle business. And Trevor, you're right along those lines. You and I fought in two wars. You know, we're still, we're still friends. But when we go in the <laughs> ring, we know the friendship sits on the side and wait for it to get over. It's called professionalism. There you right? go. That's yeah, I mean, I don't. I know that word's a bad word now, but like professionals, we walk in, go make our money, and then afterwards go have a beverage. That's yep. how the business is built. Man, yep. I'm not even gonna lie to you guys. Ask Ask Kylie. I like to hit my friends harder than I like to hit my enemies. Sometimes. You yeah, know? Just- you know what? I, I agree. <laughs> I agree. Speaking of which, Ari, how are we doing? I'm good, brother. I'm good. I, I had the eye surgery. Yep. I'm grateful for it. Got it out of the way. Uh, had to do a little bit of retina work and remove a cataract, but I'm on the mend, man. And I'm I'm really, really glad I finally got it done. So what's your yeah, table man. of um, of uh, healing up? Well, so I can't put a contact lens in for two weeks. Okay, that's so not that's, bad. That's, that's not that, bad. That's not no, bad. Not at all. Yeah. And then... Oh. Uh, then I go get the pressure checked, and then I'm, you know, and then I'm in the gym. I think I'm good after that. So, so how, long do, how long do you wear an eye patch? How long does the eye patch last for? Uh, the eye patch was like three days. <laughs> so we're good on the eye patch. So was it on both eyes? And, and forgive me, is it on? Was it just one? No, it's just the left. Just okay, the left. so the right doesn't yeah. need anything, or is it the right is the right is good? Have you noticed an instant change yet? 
immediately after the surgery I got out, there was a massive cataract and I needed some retina work done as well. Uh, it immediately changed, got better. And then there's like, with me, with keratoconus, you can't wear glass. I'm unable to wear glasses. So then there's a process of fitting the contacts. But after that, I'm good. And then my vision is better and I can see and I'm, I'm going to be back at it. So yeah, that's that was it though. It was It was basically... You know, it was, it was basically I finally found the right doctor that could get in there and help, which was good. Okay, well, let me ask me, let me riddle you this yeah. because you are yeah. a faith-based man, uh, and right. I know for a long time you were looking for uh, other ways uh, of healing without going the surgery route. What, what was it? And when I, you are a strong man of faith, so what was it that finally uh, got you to? Uh, the point where you were willing to to go through with the surgery because I know for a while that was something that you just didn't feel well, was an option. Well, so what what had happened was I had already had two retina surgeries, right? So right. then I was basically kind of yeah, I was I was and my vision every day was getting less and less, and I had a couple doctors even tell me, you know, you don't this contact is probably not even going to correct it. And if we can only get you to see at this point with this, with with this lens, you might as, you might as well not even wear it. So you know, then I yeah, then I got kind of spiritual and I got into you know, a lot of that stuff. You know, Christ and God. I'm still very spiritual. Yeah, yeah you know, that's not going to change. Yeah, the Lord invented well, doctors. Right. Mm -hmm. So I was I was praying every single day that my vision would just get better and better and better, and it you know it 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 maintained, but it wasn't. You know, it, re it really wasn't changing that much, but, you know, it, uh, lucky enough and prayed enough. And I, I finally got a doctor that was you know, like, you know, I can go in there and we can and we can try to fix what we can, you know, and he did. So I'm, I'm, I'm grateful for that. I can already see better. And, uh, oh, awesome. you know, it's just, yeah, it's, it's something that I'm going to have to, you know, deal with forever. But it's but it's a lot, but it's a lot better. And I'm really, really grateful. Well, that is uh because I know it was it was affecting you. Uh, I know uh, we yeah. had dinner in the city. Well, it was leading. It yeah, was and you couldn't so see many. me, and I I, I laugh because I'm like, you can't see me. Uh, well, yeah. it, it just had it just had gotten to the point in the left eye for sure that I was you know, and then that leads to depression and all that stuff. So I was just, I was glad it got fixed. Well, you sound uh, you sound crispier. You know, Thank you. Yeah, I probably you know, appreciate like, it. Like, I'm on, I'm on like the a other fresh side. vegetable. You know, like. Uh, <laughs> You know, like you remember those old commercials where they like when they broke open the lettuce, the water sprayed out, you know, and you just assumed right. that was going to be an amazing uh, sandwich they were making because the lettuce was so crisp. Because let's be honest, guys, uh, nobody wants soggy lettuce on a sandwich. You want that. You want that crisp crunch. You know, I feel like right now I could probably uh, if there's a sandwich sponsorship out there, I think I set the table right there with it. To be honest with you, but uh, and the same can be said for pickles. Yeah. Oh, speaking of pickles and professionalism, uh, you just been sitting there while we're all paying accolades to to Kevin. You had nothing to add. No, I think it's wonderful. Um, I, again, you know, Kevin not losing his faith and also taking uh, steps in the three dimensional world, as we said, of um, you know, of, of trying to fix it. And you know what? I think that uh, to me. I'm somebody like I, I try to kind of straddle the middle line where it's yes, you have to have faith, and, and you said it best: God invented doctors. So well, I was being sarcastic. In, yeah, yes, but there's an element of yeah. truth to that, though. Yeah. If, if one okay. subscribes to the theory of God or of a you know supreme intelligence, that then in theory, yes, of course, that doctors kind of are a an offshoot of of this intelligence. And um, either way, 
you know, I think A-Rai or Kevin, excuse me, was led to a uh, a good doctor. He's got the procedure. And bottom line, he's uh, he's getting a sight back. So that's a great thing. And I'm yeah. super yeah. pumped for him. So, okay, since we're since we're going in this rabbit hole right now, uh, let's let's take a poll. How many of us are religious? Define religious. Do you think subscribing? I believe in a superior being following a particular religion. Um, you know, like when you say, I don't know, uh, like you have your stuff, you get mad and you say, God damn it. You're actually hoping that he might throw a dam in there or, um, or you're science-based. Now I'm a science-based guy. I, and, uh, but the thing is though, and I, I guess this has to do with just character. Uh, I've never surrounded myself with, with friends that shove their beliefs down my throat and I've never done it. So it's like, a, cause we've all been friends for years. I mean, it's not like we just met. Like we've all known each other, been in each other's orbit for well over a decade, and um, but we've never ever shoved beliefs down each other's throat or been like, oh man, I you know you don't see things my way, so I have a problem with that. Shove brown whiskey down each other's. Throat. Yes, that's happened. Yes, that that's in fact happened. Uh, but it's it's so it it's funny because I think it just goes to. You should never talk about things like this unless you know somebody, unless you've gotten to know somebody, because just the first day you meet someone, you know, what are your belief system? <laughs> Can you believe that? that then the, there's no friendship there. And I think that's the problem. We have too many strangers, in, uh, on, especially in entertainment, on TV, debates and crap, talking about stuff that you, is not something you talk about when you first meet someone. Agree? Mm-hmm. Disagree? Agree. Agree, because there's a certain decorum. Right. There's a- like... Before you okay. can get into what is a woman, uh, maybe some intro, a little background, you know, here's, favorite here's song. I, I did this recently. So a, a pretty attractive brunette uh, started a conversation with, turned over to text messaging. And, you know, I don't play the game normally. Like, I'm very much like, I'm going to ask you weird. And what my first question was, like, at the end of Inception, did the, did the you know, the totem stop? And then my second question was, name your favorite president of the United States, but cut it off at JFK because I don't want to get this weird off the bat. And so her answer was, well, I don't care if you say it, Trump. And I went, okay, fair enough, whatever. But like, you know, I tried to ease into that because right. I wanted to get the person before we would have a discussion that perhaps we don't see eye to eye on and then take it from there if she's even worth courting anymore because she's obviously, you know, a blue haired psychopath. But right. she's not. She's Brunette, so it's cool. Yeah. Uh, well, the, the good thing about blue haired psychopaths is you see the blue hair up front. You it's know, true. it's like a warning yeah. signal. It's like a. Hair inside. Yeah. And that's not just, you know, towards women, that's men too. You know, if uh, he's got blue hair and a nose piercing and a tattoo that says, hey, dad, you, you might want to skip that one. You, you, this, you know, I'm, I, you know, I'm a carry-on guy. I don't like a lot of baggage when I travel. I certainly don't want a lot of baggage, in, you know, in the romance department. But just, just throwing that out there. It's not you. It's me. You know. But uh, yeah, I've I, used that one so many times. It's a good one because you're taking all responsibility. It, it is, and it's partially true. Yeah. Well, no, I, with I, you, I, it's one thousand percent true. <laughs> you're perfect i suck yep you're good looking i'm not <laughs> people like you no one remembers me uh i'll show myself out thanks yeah you just yeah. give them all the power kill them with kindness Why not? and then as you block and delete their existence on your phone don't look back hold it right there we'll be back in a hot minute 
Tap the brakes on the aging process. Are you really ready to lose your shape, your muscle, your energy? Are you ready to get old? You can slow it down. Nugenics Total T Testosterone Booster with Testafin will help you turn back the clock and re-energize your life. Prove it to yourself, risk-free. Try Nugenics Total T before you buy. There's nothing to lose and everything to gain. New energy, muscle, drive, and even more passion. Get your complimentary sample when you text 231-231 and enter the keyword Tyrus. Nugenics Total T Power Boost is backed by clinical studies and real science. Nugenics key ingredients like testophen have shown to boost free testosterone levels in men. In other words, it's based in science and it works. Now get a complimentary bottle of Nugenics Total T when you text 231231 and enter the keyword Tyrus. Text now and you'll get a bottle of Nugenics Thermo X, the newest and most powerful fat incinerator ever, with key ingredients to help you lose fat fast and get lean fast. Absolutely free. Text 231231 and enter keyword Tyrus. Texting enrolls you into reoccurring automated text messages. Consent not required to purchase. Message and data rates may apply. I had to actually, you know, you know what I did? And I'll, I'll, I'll share this with the world because I would share this with you guys. But what the hell? We have a podcast. Yeah, use it. Um, I actually made a list this week because I'm 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 at a point now where look I've uh, wait a minute like a list like a conquered list like in the little black book. What are you? What are you? Twenty one. I am not even going to go there, and I never had one of those. I never did the the whole notch on that. No, I I am not like that. I've actually okay. I, I am fairly chaste for a man of my age. Um, I haven't been with uh, you know that many partners. I'm I'm a, I'm a good guy. You're selective. Yes, well, kind of. Or um, you spend a lot of time in the desert. You've been in a dry spell or two. Nothing wrong with a dry spell. It depends on the day, what country I'm in, and, right. and, and a number of factors. But you I, know what? You know, Before what you I get did, into this, let me ask you: What yeah. would because this is? I really want to know this. And what is the perfect date for you? Like what? Because you know, to put it scientifically, you're f- weird. So what is like eccentric? Uh, I'm okay. eccentric. Yeah, okay, eccentric, whatever. Uh, same difference. Uh, we're splitting hairs here. But uh, what would be uh, one, uh, I'm assuming, uh, a, it's a, a biological woman, and... Um, you assume correctly. Type, hair, like what would be like the perfect date, and where and, where and what would you go? I'm dying to know this. This is date one. This is date one, yeah. Okay, so I... Um, I, I do prefer, like, like again, uh, there there has to be. An Look how scared you are. Just answer the question, Trevor. Right, permission so, to right. treat him hostile? Oh, please, man, please. Yeah. Because I've been in a relationship for twenty years. And yeah. This is the most excitement. This is the most excitement I've had when it comes to relationships. So I want to hear it. Man. Yeah. Come on. Let's now. go. I don't. Don't set so the table. Time. We don't need a. We oh, don't need. This ain't man. Golden Girls. We don't need no picture. Of this. Come on. Just spit the facts, man. Go. Number one. Uh, I would prefer the female to cut a dashing figure, right? There has to be the degree of physical attraction there, right? Right. You're going to interest somebody. Um, that, that's something that I, I, and you call me shallow. Look. Okay. All right. Me. All right. All right. Pause. Uh, is it busty? Are you a gluten leg man or a combination? Is it long hair? Is it pretty smile? What is Brunette. what? Okay, well, no, smile number one. Yes. Like, like they have to have a smile. Like well, I, most uh, humans do answers. with few exceptions. Yeah. Well, no, no, that's but they have to use, yeah. Yeah. They have to use it. 
Okay. And one of the things, and this is what I actually do do on dates when I'm, uh, I am going out with someone. I like to go out to eat. Meal of food. Okay. No, no, because I always kind of judge someone's character in terms of how do they treat the server at the table. Ah, good. That that I respect. Right. That I respect. Big thing with me. You You go Dutch or you buy. I think her no, nationality yeah, I, is really uh, not important, <laughs> Trevor. And, Come uh, on, very man, shallow, you know, very shallow you know of you, sir. Come on now. Hey, Norwegians are people too. <laughs> <laughs> no, I want to see if there's an equal opportunity. Yeah, you know, I'd like to know because uh, he, yeah, he's. Uh, does the wallet get thin? Are you a big spender? No, like to me, I uh, again, I, I'm a fan of. Look, if you go out with someone and um, call me a traditionalist, but as a as a man, I say, hey, I got this one. Like, I like to at least pay, and then if a woman offers to pay later, we go on a second date, whatever. But like, no, let me get this one. This is the first one because that's just the way I am. And uh, no, you know what? Not- I, I'm the same way. I, I'm the same way. You know, uh, I've been in captivity for almost eleven years, and. I've never been comfortable with uh, a woman paying for dinner or a movie. I feel like it's a personal affront, you know. Uh, also, in saying that, when you pay for everything, you should be able to set the table on what you want to do. So, you know, there's a there's a yin and a yang to that. It's like, yeah, I'm 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 the man in the situation, so I should have a say. But that's you know, it's not about me. It's about Aaron. So, you're a traditionalist, uh, blonde brunette. I, are you I, a leg so, guy? Are you, are you a glute guy? Okay, are you a rack? Are you like fine. you know you like pool? I, I'm a Barbie doll guy. All right. Okay. You guys have seen some of the women that I have. Like, I I am very much a well, Barbie doll guy, and I okay. don't know why, okay. but that's who I am. Okay. okay? I, I I do like a little more up top. Right. Okay. Um, but I, but I, I I think you know a good badonka dunk is always a plus. Okay. Would you um, date a Would you date a China like? woman by that he does not uh, mean well, asian he means the wrestler yes i, I know mean, like yeah, a, more, yes. more like a muscular no china was beautiful uh, uh, china was yeah, beautiful no, yeah, yeah. Well, well, everyone here had a crush on china yes yes um and the thing is yeah. like i wouldn't rule anything out i mean i, I think they're like in, in terms of like you know if a, a female has more muscle on her or things like that if um She's a good person and everything, and um, yes, of course, I, I would. And, and and I think in some cases, like I said, like there are some really hot female bodybuilders and fitness competitors out there. Okay. Um, and I, I'm talking strictly from aesthetics, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. You still yeah, don't know I, if she has a brain yet. Yeah. But I mean, blonde brunette. I wouldn't be close to anything. Um, but in terms of like, if I to like pique my interest, you know, um, there's you know, there, there is definitely a type. But I'm. For me, I'm trying to kind of like move forward, as we say. And my list was people that I wanted to kind of like I, not cut out of my life and have this big dramatic thing, but say like, you know what, where I'm going, it doesn't match the sphere that I was in. Right. So I think I need to just, you know, like they say, like you're the summation. Of, but that's you know, what it like is. To, that's what it is to acquire wisdom. To know that, hey, th- these people aren't good for me for what I'm trying to do. And that's probably the most healthiest thing you can do. Because yep. uh, one of the things that, and again, this is, we're breaking down Aaron right now, but one of my problems is, is that I always tried to bring everybody with me. And uh, you can't. They got to they gotta bring, they gotta bring themselves to the table. 
You can build the table, you can build the chair, you can cook the dinner, but if they don't put their ass in the seat, they're not going to make it. And and then you end up not being at the table because you get dragged down with them. So so that's actually a very healthy thing what you just said right there because you don't you can't you can't save everybody. You can't save anyone actually. Uh, only they can no, save or I, improve themselves. But you know that's one of the problems with being uh, the stereotype being a man because you have to be a provider and a protector and you know uh, you know it it sucks sometimes because you get caught up in that and then you you try to you. You know, you end up making a lot of mistakes trying to be the man when, in the essence, that you never were going to be able to do what you thought you were going to do. Yeah. And one of my weaknesses, and like you guys have pointed it out, and I've had this discussion with you guys, and even uh, our uh, our talent relations guy, Pat Keeney, you know, he said, like, you cannot save everybody. And I, I have this thing where especially at work when we're all there i see someone and i'm like oh wait a minute this is how you do this character this is what you could do and i i I kind of like i I, i'm very emotional when it comes to wrestling at times if that makes sense like and and you guys know what i mean right like yes and um there are some people that are just never going to get it and that's where i'm I'm trying to really kind of have that, that governing system now and this doesn't just apply to wrestling in, in, in terms of life. Like, where I'm not going to waste my energy, my knowledge, or whatever to try to help somebody improve when it's just not going to happen. Plus, you should be around people that help you improve. You know, because you always yeah. want to get better. You want to be around people that are like, oh, man, you know what? Uh, hey, EC3, I'm thinking about I'd rather go out drinking tonight instead of work out in the morning. Um, yeah. And then EC3 was like, oh, that's stupid. Why don't you get your ass up, work out in the morning, and then go drink? I mean, yeah, that's, yeah, you know, yeah. That, that's funny because that's that's and, and again, not to make the show about me. No, I'm no, let's do, to, let's, let's do it. Let's do it. because Weird. So let's do it. Yeah. Like one of the things and I'll admit this. OK, you guys have all seen this. I have had the disadvantage and this is not me trying to be funny. This is this is, you know, on the shoot. I've had the disadvantage of being either overly gifted or having things come easy to me, which in turn, when it when it comes to the level that we do this at, like at the, the highest level, it has created kind of this weird thing where like I, I don't put everything I have in. Like sometimes I, I can I don't want to say phone it in, but like look, I've never coast. Yeah, yes, I've never had to be super jacked. Okay. And and, and that's the reality. I, I and, and look, my body. We've had times where I've looked really bad. Have times where I've looked good. But like, I've never been the best version of myself. And that's like kind of like, you know, I, I've gotten the last month. I've gone through like two different workout routines. I'm, I start. It's not working. All right, abandon ship. Go back. Reboot. Let's let's try it again. And um, so to try to get things kind of like in linear. Because look, I'm at an age now where if I don't do it now, who knows when I'll get the opportunity? Right? Yeah. Because like you're I, on the wrong want, side of thirty. Yeah. You got to. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and and I need to uh, again either get off the pot for lack of a better term, and um, and again surrounding myself with positive people is pretty much the only way you're going to do it. You know, and and oh no, you look not to get into not to get into what we talk about personally, but you know, one of the things I said to you that I think, and it was just my opinion, was that you have to learn to say no, and I, I think for you. Uh, when you start and cutting out in in a way is saying no, 
Uh, but when you, because you're one, here's your problem, and you're right. You're so good at the the sport that is wrestling inside the ring, out of the ring, that you can get into that thing where we don't have to do anything with him because we'll just send him out there and he'll do something. So we'll focus on other people. Mm-hmm. And then you become uh, their comfortable guy. Like, oh, man, I got a guy. I'm trying to get him over, but he's, you know, he's got a great look. Oh, you know what? Throw Aaron with him. Aaron will get him where he needs to go at yep. the expense of Aaron. Yep. You know, uh, because and then and now there's a fine line be saying like, hey, no, that's not what I'm going to do because it's not good for me right now. And where I'm trying to go and being like, oh, I'm not going to do it. There's a there's a fine line there. But if you look mm-hmm. at guys who have have made uh, iconic runs in this business, uh, Stone Cold, he said a lot of no's. Uh, Hell yeah. Taker said no. Sean said no. Like Brett said no. But I'm I'm gonna tell you right now. Um, I think, with the exception of what Matt Cardona is doing, uh, the indie god. Uh, I think probably one of the biggest runs, most successful runs outside of the WWE that will rival the WWE would be EC3 when he went to Impact because he started saying, not only, no, and that's just, it. I think when we look back at it, the time in wrestling, like, uh, I'm not, I'm not throwing any shade on AEW. I'm not. But their their champion reminds me of a, a spoiled EC3. The difference is is that he didn't have the EC3 didn't have the bankroll that you know obviously that Tony Khan brings to the table and and the monster that AEW is and, and not disrespecting anyone over there. But I mean, free, free money is great. Yeah, enjoy it all, boys. Yeah, but uh, but also, you. But if I can finish, and this is my point, finish. He was got over doing something that brought people to watch because impact was dead it was dead after the bischoff hogan era it was dead it looked like it was only a matter of time uh we were on a a destination america he was so popular that impact started changing the way they book guys started calling in guys like myself i mean i got released from the wwe i think it was like day two i got a call about uh being ec3's heater but to get a million people to tune in to Destination America, which right now, if you stopped anybody, if I stopped anyone in this office and said, hey, did you watch, you know what Destination America is? They would think it was some kind of a small park outside of Wisconsin. They, they uh, would think it's a destination <laughs> show that never made it. Yeah. Cutting and that was one of those things where, like, you – now, I'm not saying that you can't – obviously, you can build and do – if you did it once, you can definitely do it again. I'm a big, I'm a big fan of that. But – it was such it was such a dominant force that the the WWE then became focused on one thing, getting him back, just to let him know you can't do that. Yeah, <laughs> like that's that, and it is what it is. But you know, when I and I think about guys who just kind of decide to put themselves first, and he wasn't a dick about it. He wasn't. I was there with him, but there was moments when guys would be like, "I want to do this and this," and and uh, you know. He would be like, that's not good for us. That's not good. We were in uh, Mexico, and they wanted uh, one of their guys to 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 beat EC3 up in the, in the finals or whatever, and, and he was like, listen, I'm the undefeated heavyweight champion of Impact. It's not happening. Yeah. Not because I don't want to do business, because I've done business my entire career, but this is bad for my business and bad for my brand. And then, of course, I was like, I got it. 
Uh, <laughs> but oh, you, you be, did take bulls too. You were very much an asset to that whole. No, thing. no, but I, I'm not. Uh, but I'm just saying that that being able, to, and this is my point to Aaron, you being able to say basically, F- you guys, I'm going to do it my way, and if you don't like it, I'll just make my own way, and you have no choice. And and then Impact had the vision to say, hey, we've got something here. Let's let's let him go. And then it got to the point where he's beating Kurt Angle for the heavyweight championship with uh, over two million people watching on on, on pay per view when Kurt Angle wouldn't didn't have to do that. No, but he did that because it was good for business. He could have said no, but he said, you know what? This is good for business. So, and that's my point, Aaron. Is sometimes what seems like, hey, oh, Derek Bateman isn't worth anything in terms of a main event player, but uh, they were wrong. So wrong, in fact, that he became a rival because he said he he believed in him when no one else did. And I think for you, if there is any advice, and you and I have been friends for a long time would be you got to be selfish a little bit in the right way in this sport, and you got to say no. I think saying no is the most scariest thing a wrestler can do because the fear is you get asked once and you say no, they won't ask again. Every every person in main eventing in a higher spot on WrestleMania is, has said no to the point of we question why they would even be there. They were persistent and annoying. They were f- annoying and that's what it takes sometimes yeah. the good soldier in our industry is the first to die unfortunately yep, yep. and then yeah and we're too nice like and and to say that you Ms. Dow is the definition of a soldier and here's the thing you and Ms. is a star and I, I love Ms. the person uh, but you were the star of that and that's not what the plan yep. was but then they kept asking, and you kept saying yes, instead of the point where, and even with Sandow's rise, Sandow is, is going one-on-one with the entire DX lineup on Monday yeah. Night Raw and holding his own. Damian Dude, Sandow, the world that. thought, broke Brodus Clay's leg because he was that damn good. But when the time came, when they said, hey, we're going to do this and this, he was the good soldier. I said, Sure. Sure. It's been a when point sh- of pride. Yeah. When when it should have been no, not doing that. Yeah. Yeah. And that to me, and like I, I say, how I received like the best training you could ever ask for. Right. In terms of like the the years of my training, right? Like that old school mentality, and and, and I had kind of taken it as a point of pride to where fine, whatever you give me, I'm going to go and I'm going to get this place rocking. You know what I mean? One way or another. If they're not making noise at, at anniversary at, at NWA anniversary, and it was uh, I was managing Rodney, and who I, I also haven't seen in a while. Um, but uh, Rodney and I were sitting there, and we're like, "Man, this crowd's is dead." No, within thirty seconds, we had that whole place rocking. Right, like that's that is something you know to, to get back to the confidence. Um, EC three. That's something I, I have in that aspect. It's like in the day-to-day, which affects that in the long term. Like, like to me, right, my, my mentality is, and I'm, I'm interested in your opinion on this, the first thing I need to do is to get my body in the best shape it has ever been in. I know I can do it. I know I can look great, you know, with abs. It's just the point of saying, you know, and, and look, to an average person, we're all 
like superhumans, right? I mean, let's be honest. Like what we do athletically, strength-wise, right? We're, we're all a few points above the average person. Do we agree with that? Yeah, I know. I know three of us are for uh, sure. <laughs> uh, 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 um, but no, to to do like and be our best self. Like the 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 measuring stick, in my opinion, now it's not. Oh, I, I look better than this person, or the, no, it, it's I need to measure against myself. It, it, it's the you versus you mentality, which I'm just now kind of kind of stepping into, if that makes sense. Yeah. And um, like you know, like I have to get up at a certain time every morning, even though I don't have to. I need to regiment that, and and and, and that's like. It's almost baby steps, and the rest, I'm thinking, will fall into place after that, combined with the attitude of, yes, saying no to the right thing and, um, and kind of adding that in. So that, that's, that's where I'm at on my journey right now. And hopefully Carrie calls me back. I don't know. I'm, I'm kidding. Yeah. No, he's not. Oh, geez. Um, Let that go, man. Let that go. We'll be back with much more after this. We kind of got fast. off the path. Yeah, no, it's real fast, Aaron. I'm sending you over some private – diet like extreme we comp your body kind of shit i wrote that's gonna be in my book but you working on a book phenomenal you know, you know why i'm doing the book because when people ask how tyrus is doing and i'm like oh man he's great man he's killing it and then what i always finish is and he wrote a book before me and so <laughs> you make sure i do this and so yeah. i appreciate it no, I think everyone well, should write a book. On, you're working on book two, right? Yeah, book, and I actually, in a book three, fell out of book two also. So, yeah, it's, um, it's just that process, man. Shit just comes flowing out. Yeah, it's but you got to get through that process, and that's the thing. The hardest thing is the first, the first. I won't even call it a chapter because I, I never did A to Z. You know, it was like I think I started at like P. It just started writing random thoughts and ideas, and then you just kind of mold it. But it's a long process. There's no uh, social media instant gratification. And you you humble yourself because sometimes you'll write something you think is Shakespeare, and then you'll read it back and be like, wow, I am not Shakespeare. I'm the dumbest motherfucker ever put a pen in his hand, and I should really throw this away. So, but it's one of the, but I do know that like once it was done, like when I saw, when I, the first time, I think it was, uh, I went to Barnes and Nobles. I take my kids there a lot. And, I, you know, the book had been out for a while and I wasn't paying, you know, I was just walking in there and my, my son was like, Dad, look, you're still at the front in the bestsellers. And I was like, holy shit, yeah, I wrote a book. I forgot. Um, you know, and it's in libraries and stuff. So it's like, it, it's one of those things where, but the success of the book is like secondary. Like, you know, it was just, I did it. You know, and uh, you can call me a lot of things, but one of the things you have to call me is an author. <laughs> so kiss my ass on that one. So, yeah, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, but again, my goal was, I mean, I was like hood rich with it. With If I could sell a thousand copies, I did something. You know, it was like I had no I had no delusions of grandeur. I, I think, uh, and a lot of that is just because life, I have been around long enough to learn that when you put it in the clouds, uh, chances are uh, you're just going to get rained on. So, you know, unless you start seeing real, like, things coming together. Because anytime you do anything for the first time, uh, to have delusions of ridiculous grandeur says more about you uh, and your deficiencies than your reality, you know, because uh, people could read it and be like, oh, man, this is – because yeah, it is what it is, you know. But um, then I was like, wow, I could have done this way and I could have done that way. So I just kind of uh, – and, I, you know, I take writing classes and I have a writing coach. 
uh, Chris Epting, who I work with, and and and, and he's basically come on. Um, whenever I write, whenever I'm working on a book, he's part of the process with me. You know, and he'll look at stuff, break it down. You know, it's like having a, it's like having a, basically it's like having a coach. But in terms of instead of football stuff or a wrestling coach, I have a writing coach. You know, because I'm I'm learning as I go and uh, expressing yourself isn't always easy, especially when um, sometimes you you think you're saying one thing and it just comes out different. But yeah, if writing a book, EC3, you will see like once the first one's done. The second one is is it's not it's not as hard. It's like it's just kind of flowing. It's just kind of going, and it's like it's like cool. This is something that I don't have to take any bumps to do. And the role of every wrestler who has given their body to the sport is not to wrestle till you're sixty. Uh, it is to turn that into when you leave the game, you leave it upright, walking out, and you're able to take that platform and turn it into something else. To where the, the wrestlers that come up behind you and be like, yeah, I'm going to do my thing in the ring, and then when it's done, I'm going to transition that to this. And you don't need to be The Rock or Cena to do things and have you know the machine behind you, not taking anything away from their accomplishments, because you have to be talented to do what they do. But it does help when you have uh, uh, people behind you who have the ability to make calls and stuff. For those of us who are mid-card mafia, uh, when you are cast out from Valhalla, uh, it is, you know... <laughs> Good f- luck, Briz. What do you got? You know, and to be able to do that and get yourself a, uh, what was, t- say what? Go ahead. Uh, no, and I mean, you actually said that it it really kind of resonated with me because, okay, here's the thing: when I left WWE, I had a fair amount of press. Like I, I was actually the most read article on RollingStone.com for about two days. I was on the front page of it. I had press, I had offers, this and that. I, you know, with, with trying to to leave wrestling and I, I was mad at wrestling and I said, screw this, I'm going to go be an actor and, and show them. And I was trying to be an actor to spite yeah, what that had never happened. Worked. And it never worked. And it took me years to realize that, right? And then I made bad decisions, et cetera. We all know the story. But in terms of like being able to say, no, I'm, I'm going to start like there's a degree of freedom, right? Like there's a degree yeah. of like, okay, well now they're not holding me down. What am I really made of? And where I messed up, and I'll admit this out loud for the first time in my life, I had no accountability. I wanted to shut down, be kind of a hermit and say, oh, I'll just get jacked on my own. I'll do this. But no, I was going through so much. I did not have anyone. And I still don't. If I really want again, I mean, I have no wife, no kids. I have, I have no one to be accountable for. And I think that I'm realizing has worked to my detriment. In the did, last several years, did did you work the independence, Aaron? After no, no. I, so I, I did a couple that, months. If, I, if I could, if I looking back on my life, that's the worst mistake I've ever made in my life to not not continue to wrestle, and I'm okay. like still paying for it. Yeah, because I really, I really enjoyed it. I loved it. I thought I had an aptitude for it of some kind, uh, and then I got out there, and yeah, I, I made some mistakes. I got on, you know, got on a bad path a little bit. But yeah, looking back, I. Uh, you know, and and now I'm in a space where I'm I'm literally having to play the biggest catch up game in my life. You know what I mean? So, yeah, a hundred percent. Like I, uh, I don't know if that was. I'm not trying to say. No, no, no. that's a great point because whatever. But, as, here's but as you were, but as you were speaking that way, I was just you know I'm I'm rehashing and you know going through kind of where this got off track. And certainly I you know I let my health go a little bit and you know, got a little ungrounded, uh, certainly. But when I, 
look back at this and I was like, well, you know what? I'm not going to independent wrestle. That was the linchpin that could have kept me, you know, kept me grounded and kept me in, right. kept me into the business. And yeah. Because so, here's yeah. the thing. The WWE is very convenient. Uh, and when I say right. that is because yeah. you can blame all your problems on them. You know, and I, I made right. that joke before, like, yeah, Triple H comes home from work w with Steph and they sit at the dinner table and instead of talking to their kids about their day, they're as they pass mashed potatoes, they're like, hey, so how are we going to throw this clay over a little bit more? What else you got? Well, we can take them off the road. I love it. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's such a convenient well, guys will, will say, oh, the, you know, they hated on me. They didn't want me to do this. They didn't want me to do that. Well, now they're not in the equation. So what's stopping you? I think yeah. too, what you get used to there is, you know, you're they're they're running they're running the business for you, right? So you show up to wrestle, you have your gear in your bag and you lift weights, you go home and your paycheck is in the mail. When I when I got out, it was okay. Well, independent wrestling is you you're all of it. You know yep. what I mean? You're your boss, you're the management, your promotion, your travel, your and I looked at it and I was like, Wow, okay. Uh you know, and then maybe a little bit, little bit of laziness crept in, or what? You know, honestly, whatever the hell happened. But, but looking back, it was, yeah, I'll something that, yeah. I I did independence before WWE, and then right. even after WWE. Um, but the thing I found was, man, once you got out, like all the sharks came out. Right. Every carny promoter wanted to book you, and they wanted to get you as cheap as possible. They right. wanted to work some sort of silly, dumbass double deal where you come in. Everybody wants to get you for the lowest price. Right. There is no, guys, you all know, there is no book for how to operate the, or navigate after WWE. Um, you just got to do what you can, especially if you come out of there with any type of level head. Try to survive. And not to mention, you know, uh, you know you're trying to reinvent yourself and you get a guy calling you saying, like, hey, can you do the Funkasaurus dance for me? If I give you, you know, I gotta, right. you know can you do this right. for us? Can you do that? Um, you know, um, and you're like, no, nah, I don't really want to do that anymore. Well, that's what we want. Like, what can yeah. we call you? What can we call you? Like, what do you got? And you're just kind of like, oh, I don't want to do this. <laughs> you yeah. know, or, you, uh, or I, you walk into the building and there's like 300 people, and you know half of them are family of the promoter, and yeah. it's like, man, what am I doing here? Yeah, and you and you work the promoter, and you got to put him over, and uh, oh, yeah, and he, he, all his moves are power bomb, figure four, dive, <laughs> <laughs> get yeah. color, and hit him with a light. A couple bulb. stunners, you got to hit a stunner in there. Yeah, and then and then hit him with a light bulb, and then he rolls you up after he kicks out of your finish. But yeah, I what mean, it, but you know, it, but indies also build stars too. So it's just when you come from again, it's like you, you go from the the NFL, and then all of a sudden you're yeah. like you get a call from the XFL. It's not going to be the same thing, you know. Yeah, it's no. it's not even a little bit. And, and again, no shade at, at anything, but there's only one, you know. So and well, now there's you know there's two, uh, but wrestling's different because we have so many different companies. But. Um, it's a it's it's basically comes down to are you a product of the universe or are you a self-made star? And the easiest way to determine that is if a guy becomes the top guy in the WWE and when he leaves he doesn't do shit and can't get over anywhere else then he was a product of the machine. 
If you were a guy there who complained that you're a star and they didn't see it, and when they cast you out, you become a bigger star, then you're a self-made star who's talented. And the WWE, you can say, you can say with all degrees of confidence, they were wrong about me. So it just depends on what you're going to do. The good news is if you don't want to do shit, you can be like many, and unfortunately way too many of us who spent time in the WWE who will blame them for all your shortcomings. And they'll, even though you haven't been in the WWE for five years, somehow they're still hating on you. They've moved on. You know, once you got the endeavors, just like anything else, like a guy who gets cut from the, the NFL and he's trying to blame the head coach who's been fired and moved on. Well, if that's the case, then the Vikings would have called you back the day he was fired. You know, so it's like, but that's what we do. And that's where you don't have reason and accountability. And then you end up staying in the same and you end up substance abuse and all those other to numb you up because you just won't deal with a guy in the mirror because it's so much it's so convenient to blame the WWE for all your problems because there's a lot of guys oh you mean up north and you know, all this other stuff or guy then you surround yourself with guys who never even made it uh, who have who criticize everybody who's doing well in the WWE and but yet they're watching it every week you know so make up your mm-hmm. make up your mind you know is it the yeah. worst wrestling you've ever seen in your life why are you watching it you know I don't watch bad movies. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? In a second, you know, and that's and that's the biggest thing is is the best way to fix yourself is self, and the easiest way to do it is to is to to and to man up to the man in the mirror, and uh, you can fix that guy, but you can't fix you know the systemic uh, hating of of the WWE. They, like, stop it. Well, you got you got to be honest with yourself yeah. as a man and who yeah. you are and and what you contributed that day to your success and i think a lot of yeah. people just don't do that but here's like it's, a, yeah it's you're a thousand percent right you're a thousand percent right and here's the thing you can spend four years feeling sorry for yourself it takes one day to stand in the mirror and change it yep. and then it yep. starts and then it begins and i'm telling you right now a self-healed man is a dangerous man in a sense that he can be successful and he can waver anything and and can walk through it because he's no longer looking to anyone else. He's looking within himself because you can you can and you'll find out you'll you'll know the truth. Like you know what I, I'm I'm doing it on my own and I'm not getting calls and I'm not I'm at the best me and no one's calling me. Then you know what it's time for me to move on. I've answered all the questions and my questions been answered. I didn't necessarily like the answer, but I got the answer. And it's not the WWE's fault. It's just my time is up. And well, you know, and then that you know, when some of us that it's scary. Sometimes it's you know that's why so many guys stay too long because they're afraid yep. to step out the box. So yeah, I'll, well, I'll with that. what will also help people is they revert back to what we talked about earlier, and that's surrounding yourself with like-minded yeah. people that support yeah. you. I, I know for me not to get a little mushy, I've called on several of you guys throughout just in my personal life, just in my and ask you questions of, am I going crazy? Is this wrong? No. Nope, because I trust you men. I, you know, I care about you men. I, I'd take a bullet for, for you men. You know, um, and, uh, but, I, but that is contagious because we all do homie checks now, and that's something I never used to do. You know, I'd go a year or two years without talking to a, a buddy of mine, and, and you try to catch up in, in one passing at an autograph signing. It's just, that's that's not a friendship. That's like I'm my demons are big and I'm living in a hole and he's living in a hole. But neither and we both think we're the only ones going through it. So uh, the homie check uh, is effective and it's spreading because you know we check on 
each other. You don't necessarily have to be in the NWA locker room for us to check on you. You know, uh, I check on Kevin Nash at least twice a week, whether he wants it or not. Just random, just, hey, Briz, how are we doing? You know, just, you know, and I'll get a, hey, how are you? You know, the uh, Trevor is the, he, you started the homie check and it's been, uh, it's I think it's healthy and it's good for us. And this podcast is just basically for us to, to shoot the it doesn't. It's I don't. Just yeah, it's just it is what it is. And um, but uh, it's doing successful. It's doing cool. So much so. Uh, before I, I, I got to wrap up, but I have to do a uh, an advertisement after this. So we're moving up, fellas. We're we're climbing the hey. food chain, fellas. Oh, so uh, hey. you know. Uh, now, wait a minute. This a- this advertisement isn't for like ass cream or anything, is it? Like we're not. No, and I didn't. I, li- I didn't like it when uh, Edge and <laughs> and uh, the, and. Uh, Jericho did it either, or Christian. Okay. It was Chris, Edge and Christian. Okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, no. But you know what? If I mean, ass cream was paying, no you'd cream. be doing it. <laughs> yeah, you, you run in your mouth. Yeah, you run in your mouth. But if there was a check on the end of it, you'd be like, hey, I like it so much, I, I put it in my cereal. So. Yep. <laughs> All right, for more podcasts like this, just like this, you can check us out at foxnewspodcast.com. Uh, this has been Kevin, EC3, Trevor, Aaron, and myself, Tyrus and the Wiseman. Uh, enough said. Listen ad-free with Fox News Podcast Plus subscription on Apple Podcasts. And Amazon Prime members can listen to this show ad-free on the Amazon Music app. 